Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. This is like low-key one of your like favorites, right? Beastie Boys? Is that like high-key your favorite? Oh, dude, they're like top five. Top of, five? Of all, Damn. Like, I, just, I don't care because they, I mean... Beastie Boys cross over into so many different genres. 100%. But if I just going strictly from the hip hop lens, Beastie Boys is in my top five. Love it. You know what, Seabrook? Hands down. Rajim Seabrook, uh, hip hop wisdom here on Nuanas Now. Welcome back. Um, hope you have a great Friday. Hopefully the smoke goes away. We're going to not talk about it. Maybe that'll make it go away. We're just going to not acknowledge its presence. I missed everything in hour number one. Fun first hour. Um, Very a, a melancholy uh, opening segment. Jim Brown, uh, the all-time great running back, lacrosse player, civil rights activist, um, mentor, dead at the age of 87, certainly one of the, the memorable uh, athletes and, and just pop culture figures of the 20th century and uh, somebody that was very... Uh, played a very big role in a variety of different ways throughout his life. Uh so uh, interesting to m- memorialize and learn more about him as we always do when we conversate. We also were joined uh, in studio by Jayton Simpson, who, who's uh, letting you all know about the Garden City Shootout, the three-on-three coming up uh, in uh, Missoula in about a little bit less than a month there at Southgate Mall. And we also gave you some scores from the state baseball championship and uh, the divisional softball tournament, first ever state baseball championship at the high school level in so Montana. Cool. And uh, then... Uh, Western A softball going on out there in Frenchtown over the weekend as well. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, uh, and the uh, the MSU Bookstore. Speaking of three-on-threes, we got to get this rolling because this is going to be fun. Uh, we had 
uh, a young lady from the Missoula Parks and Rec in a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, to sort of announce this, but we want to keep reminding you, coming up, uh, a three-on-three summer series in association with the Parks and Rec. Uh, so there'll be three-on-three basketball being played around Missoula at the, in the at the parks in the evenings on Wednesdays, right? Yeah, on Wednesday nights. I, I, I think When's the start? In a couple weeks? Yeah, registration is open now. Uh, it starts on June 21st, and what's cool about that is, uh, you know, for the, for the hoop heads and hoop families, we give up a lot of our weekends to to, yeah. to go, and when you you know you leave Friday to play for three games, you're, that's a lot of money on food and frivolous shopping and and Airbnbs or hotels or gas in the RV. Uh, and what's cool about this is it's on Wednesday nights, and most of the times people are home in the middle of the week before the weekend kids here. So it will be a six week series. Uh, starting June 21st at Playfair Park. Eight games will be running concurrently. Uh, every Wednesday, you are guaranteed at least two games. Nice. Uh, which is super cool. And um, a lot of the same brackets, um, uh, uh, age-wise, I, I, are, are there. I would say go on there. I'm not an information <laughs> <laughs> gatherer today. The smoke has got to my head. And um, I don't know, my ears are really itchy because of it. But other than that, it's a great new opportunity to actually utilize our parks, For sure. which are severely underutilized. Especially 100%. for sports like basketball, um, and it gives it gives um, you know young people and adults uh, of varying ages an opportunity to recreate in the middle of the week in the evening hours, which has not been done before. So uh, you know, come on down to Playfair, look it up at the Parks and Rec website, and I'm sure Coulter will give more shine to it the closer we get to June 21st. And uh, use the parks, people. Please, you pay I mean, for them. That's the thing. You, you're paying for them. Part of what makes Missoula great is there is so many parks. Uh, but, but, I mean, we live right by McCormick Park, and I walk down there in the summer a lot, and there's hardly anybody ever down there playing. We need to get back to it. This is sort of the the uh, motivation for this, right? It's not just I mean, the competition's great, being outside's great, but this is totally. also just kind of coming back together, right? I mean, that's that's why parks exist in a community, so we can all just go hang out with each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, don't go out today and, you know, gaggle on smoke, but I do encourage people, like, Parks were such a community-driven thing to bring people together, and I encourage go out and use your parks. Some of those tax dollars that that you forget about that go to things like that, um, go check some of them out. A lot of them have been improved, whether it's basketball courts, uh, sand volleyball courts, tennis courts, all the things that you know one could have interest. Pickleball has been outlined on a lot of the tennis courts. So go out there and you know support your parks. Get out in your community. Put down your tablets and your phones, <laughs> folks. Get out of the matrix, man. I'm telling you, I know that. The, I mean. Mental health has has um, risen in, in in awareness and prominence and in the conversation. And I think a lot of that stuff is good. Uh, I also think though that we all can help our mental health, no matter if you think you struggle with it or not. We can all help our own mental health by doing a variety of very simple things. Going outside, hanging out with each other, talking to each other, listening to each other when each other talks. Authentic engagements. Uh, authentic engagements. You know, I mean, if you're feeling really depressed... I own the, I'm there for you. I understand. I totally, I totally do. But you should also, you know, drink 24 ounces of water. Go for a walk. Go find some sunshine. Go outside. Just go for a walk. Even just go stand in your grass with your shoes off and just ground yourself. For real. Like, it, it, for sure. And, 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 and you know, the struggle is real for sure for a lot of people, uh, everybody. And that is part of the human condition. But I, I do think this is great. You guys are doing yeah. this to bring people together. Well, it's, it's about that. And, and, and I, I just want to give some credence to what you said. If you're a human, you struggle with mental health. I don't care who you are. You're either sad or angry or anxious or isolated or... Right. A narcissist or outspoken or underspoken. If you're a human, we all got an issue. Get out there and recreate and let your bodies work through that stuff. 
A few pieces of news. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook riding with me, Coulter Nuanas. I want to bring in Andrew Houghton, our producer, uh, here Big for a, uh, a minute because a um, couple different things to get to, but the Grizz soccer schedule was released yesterday. Uh, University of Montana has certainly... Uh, reignited its prominence as a program, one of the Big Sky's best the last couple of years, a disappointing year this last year for the Grizz, finishing sixth, uh, but certainly a, a team that has uh, elevated its expectations, and I think a team that's um, gained a certain level of interest in, in Missoula as well, and one that Andrew's done a great job of covering the uh, the last uh, couple of years since he, he joined us here uh, at Nuanas now. But the schedule uh, featured one that made a lot of heads turn. I actually got several texts about this, so um, Andrew... Uh, Ohio State coming to Missoula. The Ohio State. Yeah, big announcement. It's, um, you know, this is something that Chris Javisky and the Montana Grizzlies soccer program have been chasing for a while, right? I mean, they they have said it constantly that, that this is one of the goals of the program. They want to bring really good, really tough teams out here to play in Montana. And they were able to do it last year. They had a little tournament going on with, I think, uh, Pitt and Creighton and Gonzaga all coming here. Totally. Those are really good teams. Ohio State, I think, just in terms of the the name recognition, is, uh, like you said, sort of another step above that. Uh, So they're hosting Ohio State. Actually, it'll be their second home game of the season uh, on August 27th. it's just it's just a statement of intent for me. I mean, that is, they want to be as good of a program as they possibly can be. And aside from winning games and recruiting great players and sending players off to play professionally, that's sort of another mark of being a great program. You are the teams who you play, right? That's right. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Andrew Houghton chiming in. Andrew, also the uh, the host and creator of the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, which is a great way to follow along with University of Montana soccer, but also uh, soccer around the state of Montana and on an international level. But a new fun episode out, the uh, Grizz Athletics announced their, their upcoming Hall of Fame class, uh, including uh, an iconic and uh, trailblazing former University of Montana soccer coach. Andrew has a new episode uh, with her. Tell people about it. Yeah, in fact, uh, two episodes, because I had so much with uh, Betsy Dirksen, who was the first coach of Montana Grizzlies soccer history, uh, that I had to split it up into two episodes, but those are both out now. Listen to them this weekend. Uh, The story with, with Betsy Dirksen is when she got here in 1994... She was only a few years removed from what what had been an incredible playing career at Boston College, uh, four-time All-American central midfielder herself at Boston College. But this was about five years after that. She gets to Montana in 1994. This is Montana's first ever year as a varsity soccer program. So we talked a lot about her path getting to Montana. Uh, and then what it was like to build a program essentially from scratch. There was a club program on campus, and they took some of those players, but also she really had to build not only a roster and a playing strategy and a culture, uh, but also a community, a brand for sure from scratch. And she did it so well that by the time you know the Big Sky Conference picked up soccer as a sport four years later in 1997. The Grizzlies were the best team in the league. They won at least a share of the first four Big Sky Conference championships under Betsy Dirksen. They went and won an NCAA tournament game against Washington State in 2000, which is still probably the most historic win in the program. In Grizz history, for sure. Grizz soccer history, for sure. Incredible. If if any of that sounds interesting to you, 
uh, listen to these episodes I've got with Betsy Dirksen. She's a great interview, one of the best that I've had on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Just really enthusiastic, really uh, willing to share stories from those years back then. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and search Soccer in Snow and Smoke on any of your podcast platforms. Uh, we'll have an excerpt, I think, probably next week for the Footy 15. But but go and listen to those. Betsy was was really great, and I thank her for sharing the time. Soccer and Stone Smoke, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications and Zootown Sports Cards. We were going to have the Footy 15 this week, but we'll ha- we will have it next week, so stay tuned for that. Actually, let's just let's just lock it in. We'll just roll it on Monday, second hour of Monday's show. During the 5 o'clock hour, we'll uh, have an excerpt from the uh, great interview uh, from Andrew Houghton and Bex- Betsy Dirksen on uh, Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Another news brief uh, from the last couple days involving the Grizzlies. Uh, Dylan Cook now has an opportunity to be the only uh, Grizz on an active roster right now. we got several guys fighting for uh, jobs, whether it's Patrick O'Connell uh, in Seattle or um, Malik Flowers in New Orleans or Justin Ford, uh, if he can find a way to catch on somewhere. Uh, but right now, the only guy that was in the NFL from Montana last year was Dylan Cook. He was on the practice squad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, earlier this week, the Butte Montana product signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, he's a, such an interesting case study. A kid was a quarterback in, in high school and then early college, walks on to the Grizz. Bobby Houck says, well, you're not a quarterback. You're way th- you're 6'5", 300, 300 pounds. You're playing tackle. Uh, became an all-big-sky tackle but sort of a, a late bloomer, but I think if he can if he can find a way to stick on a roster, he's a guy that has such upward mobility, momentum, uh, potential, uh, it'll be interesting. And, and that's an interesting opportunity for Dylan Cook uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, what I like about uh, Dylan is is the continued evolution and metamorphosis of a young man to go from quarterback to offensive tackle, from a high school to collegiate to now the pros, shows his ability to not only transform his body, but transform his mind and his emotional state as well. So like, sure. I, just, I just think that once you have a sense of self and are grounded and can stay the course, um, Dylan Cook is a is a great role model example of, of hanging there. Uh, you may not always play the position you want to play, but he's playing a position he he he's needing to play to further his career and development. So I I tip my hat to the big boy. Let's go, DC. So we've talked about uh, speaking of football, we've talked about professional football outside of the ranks of the NFL mm-hmm. uh, often on this show, and I do find it absolutely fascinating that there has been so many tries. Uh, to make a another football league, whether it's a competing football league or uh, an accompanying football league or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a second professional league in America, and whether it was the World Football League or the American Football Federation or whatever the the most recent one, Tuttle used to call it the AF, <laughs> the uh, Arena know, Football the, League, the, the Arena Football League, the XFL Round One, the XFL in its current iteration, the USFL Round One, the USFL in its current iteration. Uh, the USFL and the XFL exist right now. Uh, they have a couple years under their belt. Is it sustainable, though? First of all, why do you think it's been unsustainable uh, to this point? Why has it not worked? Part of it is the time of year. Like, you're playing yeah. football at a time of year where people just want to kind of be outside and recreating. Yeah. Uh, if you look at every other um, collegiate to pro- <coughs> excuse me, collegiate to professional sports, they run concurrently. Sure. Like so, there's college basketball, professional basketball, sure. college football, professional football, but we have never had offsetting, um, you know, professional leagues. The only time we've ever seen this has been ABA, NBA, sure. AFL, NFL, right. and then and then they merge, and then they merge yeah. right? So 
I, I think the the difference this time around has been people aren't going to try to usurp and trump the NFL. You're not going to break the shield. So instead of saying... No pun well, intended. Donald Trump, the one that uh, ruined the USFL the first time around. Uh, yes. <laughs> great, uh, great 30 for 30. Small potatoes. It's uh, a Donald good Trump one. and the USFL. It is a fascinating one. It's only 45 minutes long. If you have 30 for 30 access, you should watch it. It's, it's very it's pretty, interesting. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but we've never had professional leagues competing... At the same time. You love the NFL. You watch the NFL. Love the NFL. Uh, have you watched any USFL or, or uh, you know I'm watching my boy Sammy Akem every weekend? In so the USFL. That, that's yes. the thing. So here's the thing that here's why I think that the current iteration of the USFL might work. One, the the thirst for football has never been higher. Correct. Two, sports gambling has been completely uh, legalized and Basically, there's been this windfall moment where it's now just largely accepted as a, you know in society, right? Which is crazy. We could have a yeah, whole debate. That's a whole nother we chat. We have a whole brother, debate man. over all that, and, yes, and this sir. is coming from somebody that goes to the betting machine five times a week, so I can't talk about it at all. But uh, you, got, I, you should let me borrow some money. You want on betting five times a week, Big Daddy? Would someone let me borrow like seventeen cents? Son? Seventeen cents. No oh, interest. The, the 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 monetary values are always so funny. Um, but I do think the the thirst for football, the sports gambling element, but also I think that there's college football has as also I mean you could argue is as popular as it's ever been as well. So then you win over a lot of fans because there's so much familiarity. You just mentioned Sammy Kim, uh, one of our great friends and uh, a guy who was a, a, an all time great Grizz receiver. Uh, he is one of a whole handful of guys from the Big Sky Conference oh, that are dominating. playing in the USFL, and and so for me. I have watched a lot of the USFL, or at least followed, definitely followed it a bunch on Twitter. I follow a bunch yeah, of people that yeah, cover yeah. it, and and I've certainly watched parts of games and highlights and all that because there's so many guys in the league that I know that I've talked to, you know, that I've like covered. I mean, I, you know, Eric Berry from Eastern Washington has been on the <laughs> show. So nice, he's been on the show many times, right? I mean, Case Cookus was one of my go-to guys when he was at Northern Arizona, the quarterback there, uh, who's now at the, with Philadelphia with Sammy Akin, by the way. Um, I mean, other Big Sky quarterbacks that are in the USFL right now, Kyle Sloter from Northern Colorado, Dakota Prukop, a guy we got to know really well at Montana State. Uh, Kevin Thompson was the Big Sky Player of the Year in 2019 at Sac State. <laughs> we used to have that, that 2019 season, Kevin Thompson was a seventh-year senior and maybe a sixth-year senior, and then he went and played his seventh year at Washington. That's right. This was even before the crazy COVID, so that was even more rare. But anyways, Kevin Thompson was in grad school, and Sacramento State, if you remember correctly, that 2019 season, they played Eastern Washington, Montana, and Montana State in consecutive weeks. So uh, at the beginning of the month, we reached out to Sac State Sports Info and said, hey, just give us a, give us Kevin Thompson uh, this week. And they said, hey, you know, if you're going to want him every week, here's his number. You guys can figure it out. He's in grad school. He's you know 25 years old. He can make his own decisions. So Kevin Thompson came on the show weekly for a month one time, which was uh, endlessly entertaining and uh, a fun bit on our part. But <laughs> I, I digress. He also is a, uh, a USFL uh, quarterback. So I, I guess the thing is you're given a lot more opportunities to a lot more guys from a lot more colleges, so you have a chance to sort of build a fan base. I just think that that's how I would market this. If I was the USFL, I'd be trying to market it in rural places like Montana, where the, a lot of the guys are familiar names. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go back a few statements when you talk about the evolution of college football. The evolution of college football, the realignment, FBS, FCS, yeah. uh, what it does is it gives, you know, 
Big Sky players and players of that ilk and caliber, more regional appeal, right? As opposed to national appeal. And I think that regionally uh, putting teams in places that could capitalize off of that appeal or that image or that likeness is going to be something that really, really drives uh, this league. I think putting in a place like Montana, having a team in a Utah, putting it in places where people all of a sudden are going to turn their heads to be, why is football here? Well, it's here because it's being sustained in Michigan. It's being sustained in, you know, parts of of Philadelphia. Um, And I think, again, the XFL and the USFL have done a better job not trying to compete with the NFL, just trying to ride the waves of 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 uh, right off the waves of the of the momentum of the shield, but also the uh, the increase of the collegiate athlete, the, the athleticism and the coaching has actually gotten better as well on those levels, For sure. and. For um, sure. News outlets like the Foxes, like the ESPNs, yep. have actually started to invest more money into it as well. Like the production is better, uh, the coverage is better. The, the, you know, recognizable names. And once you have a, you know, you, once you know and see something that you know of it in the room, you're more than likely to walk into it and no, enjoy it. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new uh, the ESPN MT app. Oh, if this lasts, if the F- XFL and USFL lasts then I, I do think it's going to be a fun new barometer for us as people that evaluate the Big Sky Conference so heavily. Uh, Andrew and I talk about this a lot. Right, like right now in Big Sky Basketball, you know, if a guy is good enough to play in like a second-tier European league professionally, that guy's a good Big Sky player. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you're like, like, like Will Cherries of the world, like that guy's going to go play in the top He's pro good. league in Europe. He's Her- good. Harold Freight, go, top pro league in totally, Europe. Totally, totally. Bar- this will be a fun new barometer for us. You know, like Cats, Grizz, Northern Arizona guys. Oh, that guy's a, a USFL talent. You know, like that guy's a pro. He's not an NFL pro, maybe, but he's still a pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope it lasts because I do think it's an, a good opportunity for people. Nuan is now uh, ESPN Radio. Uh, I don't even know, man. We've talked about this a lot this week already. I've already given my thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are get better friends and shut the Instagram live off, period. Your thoughts on John Morant and the uh, the fallout for what has gone down for the Memphis Grizzlies superstar over the last week or so? Well, buddy, you already know my nickname for John Morant is John Moron, right? Like I just it, <laughs> your it's face just, when you said it too. I, we shouldn't make jest of of a of the of a uh, a fall from grace for a young man. Certainly, if you haven't been following this, John Morant um, got in trouble during the season for a variety of different things. Videos from a gentleman's club that also involved a gun. Uh, it was when Memphis was on a road trip, so then that indicates that the gun was transported on a plane that's against NBA rules. John Morant was suspended. Uh, and he went through all that, did the whole apology, whatever. It seemed like, okay, maybe you learn your lesson, then no, a couple of months later, here he is on Instagram Live showing off a gun. So, uh, it, it, like I said, my main takeaway is that this young man needs to get better friends. Because if you have friends that actually care about you, they're not going to let you do that. Well, my other thing is his agent is an idiot. Like, oh, sure. And for every dollar he's losing, so is his agent. The fact that someone isn't kicked, like, just some business knowledge to this guy. Because sure. John Moran might have been the next big max contract guy. Oh, no, 100%. He also is, I mean, you could name the guys that have their own custom Nike shoe on, like, two hands, right? Maybe three, but, like, there's only been about a dozen guys ever that has their own shoe, and he, they just dropped a, a John Morant custom shoe, and now they cut it. It's off the shelf. It's off the shelf. Like, I mean, it, you're costing yourself long-term. You're costing yourself enough money to, I mean, you're costing yourself generational wealth. It's I was so going to say, your great-grandchildren who are so yet dumb. to be born hate you right now, John Morant. Like, Man. come on, son. You 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 are a part of the 1% that gets to, to, to play a game 
For and sure. make a lot of money off of playing a game, and you just want to you want to literally urinate it away. I don't want to sound too crude over on the on the airways. You want to urinate that away to brandish a gun and be something possibly that you are not. For sure, you know, like frustrating. Uh, it, it, well, it is frustrating because when I when I look at what he is letting go and what people are trying so hard to hold on to, especially in this day and age of inflation and ever increasing prices and on everything, like son, your great grandchildren hate hate you right uh, my, now. Money, Let's go. Money aside, it, it, also you just got to be smarter than this, right? Like, yes, there's just so many simple decisions that could be made. It, it, be a better human. First of all, do what Magic Johnson did. Hire yourself a bodyguard. You don't need a gun. But but if you are going to have a gun, don't put the gun on Instagram. Duh. Duh. Don't put anything on Instagram. Don't put anything on Instagram. <laughs> Shut it down. Uh, you know what it is? So we we have short sight of, of history. We don't For pay sure. enough attention. I got I got a, a John Morant needs to go sit down and have a great conversation with a man named Plaxico Burst. For sure. Right? Like go sit down and say, hey, what did your gun situation cost you? Possibly a repeat of a Super Bowl. Uh, possibly a Hall of Fame career. You took two, what, two years off of your life? You off of your NFL career? Right. Like, come on, man. Like, for sure. Learn from other, learn from other people's poor choices. I think my boy from Philly's got something to say. For sure. Uh, Andrew, you are a, a, a native of Washington, D.C. You probably remember uh, when there was the huge fallout around similar circumstances with the Washington Wizards. I mean, you hearken back to Gilbert Arenas. People forget Gilbert Gilbert Arenas Arenas. averaged almost 30 points per game and got a huge deal with the Wizards and then also got, uh, does this sound familiar, uh, an Adidas shoe deal and then it all fell apart. You probably remember this. I I do remember this. It's tough not to remember this. Yeah, Yeah. well, now Gilbert Arenas gets to uh, comment about John Morant doing dumb things. Gilbert Arenas (laughs) said today... uh, I thought it was the first incident all over again. He couldn't believe that there was a second incident when he saw the video again. He's like, what are you doing? And, yeah, I mean, that ruined what was a pretty promising Wizards team, which is obviously not the most important thing about an incident in which two guys brought guns into the locker room uh, and threatened each other with them. Uh, Over a card game. Come on, guys. I think there there are a lot of... uh, nuances and <laughs> sociological angles to this John Morant thing For sure. where you could talk about a lot of things that don't really have anything to do with the basketball court. But I think that just from a basketball perspective, it just sucks, right? For sure. Like, not yes. only is he's such a phenomenal talent. So, so much fun. Legitimately a phenomenal talent, but also just a, a really unique talent. A guy who is For doing sure. things that we haven't seen since... Early career Derrick Rose, I mean, to have a point For guard sure. with For that sure. level of court vision, but also the level of explosiveness to where he's mm-hmm. dunking on anybody in the league. And also, I mean, I he, he, he is he is the, the best athlete in the NBA during the time that the NBA has as many great athletes as it's ever had. And that's why he's got, he, that's why he got a Nike shoe deal, despite the Grizzlies sure. not making it past the first round. Right. I mean, he's one of the guys where you're saying. If there's going to be a face of this generation, because he's just so magnetic when you watch him play basketball. Also, the other thing it's is... It's beautiful watching him play basketball. And, and the other thing is, he's a representative of a group that's not really represented in the NBA that much anymore. His backstory, right? He goes to a, a, a mid-major college. Tiny. He's there for, for four years. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he gr- he's not 
a high prospect coming out of high school. He's not a five-star. He's not a one-and-done player. He goes to a mid-major. He stays there for, for four years. He puts them in the tournament, and he grinds his way into being the second overall pick in the NBA draft. You never... Never. See that anymore? No, for sure. No, it's been forty years since he saw paths like that. And so, for those reasons, his downfall is really is really well, disappointing and frustrating as a basketball well, fan. Aside from going into all the other things around it, and this True. is and, well, and, well said, Andrew. And this is it because two strikes, you might still have a chance. Three strikes, you're out. He can't screw up again. This, this is already going to cost him. He's going to have to suffer severe consequences. They're going to alter the scope of his entire life. But it's not going to. He is not out of the NBA yet. But if he does this again, he's gonna. Be. He's gone, and he'll be playing for the Xinjiang Ducks in China next if he continues to make things up like this. He cannot this. get in any sort of trouble. None, none. He'll be trying to break Stefan Marbury's records over there next if he continues on this trajectory. More NBA talk. Nikola Jokic. What is he only still somehow underrated because he's not sexy? We shall discuss. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. We were talking martial arts and uh, about our fathers and my late father, and I think he's haunting me right now. One of the worst things I inherited from him is I get these cramps in my solar plexus. It's whenever I do like any sort of hard like, core workouts or anything. I did hot yoga yesterday. Uh, anyway, so if you see me on TV, you're watching on SWX Montana Television or uh, the ESPN MT app, and you see me gyrating strangely or like rubbing my side. That I'm means not, my pheromones are working. I'm not, I'm not dying. I just have, I get these like muscle spasm cramps like underneath my rib cage. It's hard to explain. Nobody cares about your problems. Most people are happy you have them. But uh, I'm just happy that this guy's riding in studio with me. It's Rajim Seabrook. <laughs> Coulter Nuana is here uh, on Nuana's Now. Who was that? I That was, uh, that was a, a mystery selection to the playlist. Dude, that is Queen Latifah. Young Ooh, nice. pre-equalizer uh, yeah. Latifah. Uh, one of the the um, fiercest, uh, believe it or not, fiercest MCs, but one of the fiercest MCs that's also female. Like, she would shred you, man. She would shred you. For sure. Um, ahead of her time, for uh, sure. Well, well ahead of her time. And 
It wasn't about being cute. It wasn't about being sexy or sassy. It was about being knowledgeable and articulate. Although she and was all of those things, as all, well. all of the above. For but sure. it wasn't. It wasn't the first thing that was yeah, trying to sure. sell her. Her lyricism and her power as a human being is what propelled her to 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 heights beyond music. And uh, we often talk about hip hop, but I uh, I have neglected shining the light on on one of the queens and 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 heralded empresses of the world of hip-hop so um ladies i've not forgotten about you such such huge important factors in the in the in the genre known as hip-hop and rap and uh yeah we we down before down bow down before you queen latifah let's go the uh the 50th anniversary of uh hip-hop rap music 50 uh, years so we're baby. gonna keep on talking about it uh, anytime Raj is in the studio. Um, Even if you don't like it, your kids are listening to it behind <laughs> your back. I think this at this point, most people at least sort of like hip-hop, right? I don't know. You're pretty lame if you don't. <laughs> I mean, you should check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so the the, the prop, uh, conversation that we've been having all week yeah, man. is one of the things that's been a conversation around the NBA playoffs has been um, sort of the... The emergence to for a lot of people of Nikola Jokic. A lot of people haven't watched Denver. Uh, Denver had the best record in the West this year, but Denver is still a small market when it comes to NBA standards. Uh, Jokic was twice in a row the MVP and then was not the MVP this year. But uh, people that know the game have known about Nikola Jokic extensively uh, for years. And the guys on inside the NBA, particularly Charles Barkley, has really been standing up and uh, pounding the table for for Jokic and you know the MVP just came out Joel Embiid won but the ballots were released from everybody and something like half a dozen people didn't have Jokic even on their top five and as Charles Barkley said those those people deserve to lose their vote if you don't think this guy's one of the top five MVP candidates in the NBA then you just don't know the NBA uh Jokic has been immensely good in this playoffs this is the best playoff run the Nuggets have had since he sort of ascended to become uh their star Yet, he is only a marginal star. And you could argue that he's only slightly a bigger star than the other marginal star on his team in Jamal Murray, but both of them are marginal stars. They are not in the same breath in the NBA lexicon as Giannis, as Luka, as all the guys that go by one name, Trey. They're nowhere, I mean, they're not in the same conversation as James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid and just Damian Lillard on down the line, LeBron James, you know, all the Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. All these guys have more brand name recognition than Jokic. And I can't help but think that there are several reasons that go into it. I do think his game is completely unorthodoxed. He plays in a small market. But I also think there's a certain element of it where he is so different than all the rest of modern NBA players. He's not talking back. He's not pounding his chest. He's also 0% marketable. And he's also not very attractive. I think all those things go into this guy being underrated. But I don't think he cares at all. And they are absolutely the favorite right now, in my mind, to win the NBA championship. Yeah, I wish Andrew can give me like an old school James Brown drum roll. Because I'm going to give you <laughs> Rajim Seabrook's top five reasons why this young man isn't marketable. Can't wait. All right. Number five. There's no one else on his team or on any professional team in the city of Denver to polarize this guy. Interesting. To almost, you know, we, we often polarize to, for agitation or we polarize for change. There's no one to polarize off of this guy, right? Number four, he's in a bad hoops market. 
Right. He's in a horrible hoops market sure. for media. And that's not to say that Denver isn't a hub. Denver is a hub, but that for is sure. Bronco country, baby. No, for sure. That for is sure. Bronco country. Uh, and, and, you know, the franchise has has been moderately successful. But, now, I mean, this is their fifth conference finals ever. They've never been to the NBA finals. Yep. So this would be a historic. I mean, this would be the greatest Nuggets team of all time, even if they just beat the Lakers and they're up 2 nothing. Yeah, uncharted territory no, for, for sure. a basketball but, franchise. I mean, the, Denver, the, the city of Denver, they love the Nuggets for sure. But Denver is far down the list in the hierarchy of sort of NBA powers. Yeah. Uh, number number three, all those names that you mentioned, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie, KD, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he isn't as insecure as any of those uh, men. Right. Totally. And I, yes, I said it. And I would say that KD's big six foot eleven self was in this. He is not as insecure emotionally as a lot of these other men in the NBA are that need to be heard consistently on social media platforms. Which was actually my number one or my number two. He does. He doesn't have any social media platforms. He's not on TikTok. He's not on Facebook. He's not even on those archaic things like MySpace or you, all those totally. other things. He doesn't care about that. And then my number one, he doesn't want the shine. He just wants to play basketball. He just wants to win. He just wants to win. Yep. And and he understands that he's okay with being a person and not a persona. He's okay with being respected for his game and not being loved for who he is off the court. Like, I, I, I like this cat. For El sure. Gato Grande. For sure. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Gato a, Grande. Yeah, it's I'm the nickname. I'm, uh, yeah, they, there you go. Right here. Send me some royalty checks, folks. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. He is not as insecure as a lot of those aforementioned sure. athletes are. We are we are like basically into the second decade, I would say. It's been been ten to twelve years of this sort of era of players are enterprises, players are brands, you know, players are more than just Playing to win basketball games, you know, you're trying to be this this marketing, you know, supernova. You're trying to endorse all this stuff. We're, we're to like the, the second decade of this now. And I, I think we have seen the benefits and the detriments uh, on full display. I mean, a guy like Kyrie Irving hasn't actually had a good year for like four years. He's still one of the 10 biggest stars in the league. He's got shoes. He's you know he's, he's got, got commercials. He's got like he's got like the cult following because of the Uncle Drew thing and I like got buckets. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating that we've reached this point now where and even if Jokic and the Nuggets win the championship, it still doesn't. It's still not going to get him a big shoe deal or anything like that. No, I'm, I mean again, top five reasons. It isn't that this guy isn't marketable. He doesn't want to be marketed. No, for sure. Like, no one, no one, you know, there's a lot of pundits out there, ourselves included, that talk about why this isn't the guy marketable. It's not that he's, he's not trying to be marketed. No, for sure. Like, way not to exploit the self. Like, there's a, there's actually a lot we as a society, especially from this guy not being from this country, can learn. Like, it's not about always being heard or seen. It's not always about being the loudest, brightest, or shiniest. Like, you, he, he goes to work. For sure. Next, I know. I've, I've thought. About, I love it. I've thought about this a lot, though, because I do think that what, what you said about the guys being insecure, and I also think they have a lot of emotional instability. And I think that that it's it's not a coincidence to me that right now, about half of the best players in the league, if not more, are either OGs like LeBron, who are just sort of older than than like the the TikTok generation, right? Yes, sir. Or they're from they're international players. They're from they're not from America. They didn't come up in the the AAU generation, the what have you done for me lately? I'm going to change teams because I don't like my coach. I'm going to get my coach fired. All for that real? stuff. 
I mean, it's not a coincidence that half the, the All-NBA players are Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. These guys are from America. I think that that says a lot about American basketball and the way that these guys came up. Entitled and privileged. What? Oh, gosh, I said that. And I know there's some visceral reactions on Reserve Street as people drive <laughs> home. But you know what? Good. It's true. There's, there's some, you know, I look at where some of these guys come from, some of the countries these guys come from. Yeah. They don't, they don't have the luxury. They don't have the privilege. Like, totally. they're dodging bullets because their countries are in war-torn. No, for sure. And, you know, some of, the, some of the guys that are in the lead, they grew up in the hood or they grew up in, sure. you know, outside of trailer parks and understand the culture within. But, like, no, when sure. you're just trying to survive and basketball is your outlet to get out of that country to come to places like this, and I'm not saying Joker's situation is like that, but some of these European for sure. um, and, and, and some... Uh, athletes from Africa, for same sure. thing. Like they're coming from different hardships, where fame and fortune isn't a, isn't at the pinnacle of their career. They're just they're happy and humble to be where they're at. Nuance now ESPN Radio. More NBA coming up on the other side. Kick it. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life ESPN Radio. Yeah. Let's take them back. Uh-huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mommy kissing a girl. Confusing the curse coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably I'll commit felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I want to live good. Still one of those unforgettable concert moments Son. I ever had in Missoula. Son. The, the game was so hot for a minute, and he dropped like three albums in five years, and it was all right when I was in college. So, you know, that's when you're in a very influential, you're very influential at that exact moment, right? It's a period of great influence for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And at the height of his second album, he came to Missoula and he played the Wilma. The reason, two reasons why it's most unforgettable, one of the most unforgettable concert experiences. First of all, for the, I didn't know this before I saw him in concert. The game, his real name is Jason Taylor. He's six nine. He played basketball at Washington State and can ball. I mean, he's a baller and can ball. He got he got kicked out of Washington State after two years for selling drugs, which then he rapped about and made millions of dollars off of. So I don't know. Uh, but the other thing is, he came out. And he basically spit the most fire verse of every single one of his songs, like one one minute at a time, hit like 50 songs in 50 minutes. That was it. And then chugged an entire bottle of Grey Goose and walked off the stage. It's like the shortest, most memorable concert I've ever been to in my whole life. But that was, I mean, that was hot for for, for a moment in time. New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, more NBA conversation. Uh, by the way, thanks for listening. And if you missed anything in the show, you can find it on the New Honest Now podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications. Go blackfoot.com. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day. Uh, a couple more thoughts on the NBA. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. Um, first of all, I know Jayton gave his feedback, but what do you think, Rajim? Uh, sort of the, the way that LeBron James navigates these playoff series includes 
trying to steal game one and then manage it the rest of the way. The Lakers were getting destroyed in the first half uh, in game one, but then came all the way back, cut it to three, ended up losing by six. Yes. And last night, they go toe-to-toe again, and they lose by five. Uh, the Lakers emptied the tank for, sh- for sure. Um, by the way, text in from a listener, avoid Mullen Road if you can. It's backed up for miles. Not sure what's going on with that, uh, but our good buddy Kyle Sample just texted in. He said, you got to tell people uh, to avoid Mullen. So there's your PSA, uh, avoid Mullen Road for sure. Uh, thanks, Apple, for the text. And uh, thank you, sir. So, was it foolish for the Lakers? I, I guess my thought was going into the game last night, the Lakers almost came back in one game one. They didn't. So, mm-hmm. if it was going awry for them last night, they would just shut it down and just try to load up for game three. But they seemed to empty the tank again last night. Is that foolish for the Lakers, or where are we at just with this series? You know, you, you got to go down swinging anytime you're going down. And right now, the Lakers just look outmatched. They look out. Hustle. They look out. They they don't look good, and they looked so good the last two rounds. Yeah, they did. I think I think they expended a lot of energy in the first two rounds. I think uh, I I I don't know what's up with Anthony Davis, and I'm not an Anthony Davis hater. I'm not an Anthony Davis lover either. So I'm going to you know be neutral and impartial. That's why Game One was such a, a gut punch because it's been every other day, AD right. But you got every time he's played his best, they've won except game one. He scored 40 in game one oh, and yeah. they lost. And they lost. And then, like, you know, I'm watching the game last night and the late, they just look tired. They do. Like, they sure. look lethargic. Like, well, there I mean, was, part of that's because of the guy that they're resting their title hopes upon is 38 years old. He's in his 20th season in the NBA. Well, buddy, I have no argument there. But you know what? One man does not make a team. There's still no, for there's, sure. there's four other reasons why you should be running up and down that court. There's four other reasons why, you know, a Joker shouldn't be getting uh, rebounds between the two of you. Like, come on. For like, sure. there's just, there's a, there was a certain sense of urgency that only came in spurts, which did not allow for the sustainability of the, of, of, of that mission to try to win this game. The situation is certainly uh, more pressing for the Lakers now, oh, but it's yeah. not dire. Not, uh, no. 2 nothing is a, certainly a, a steep deficit, but not an insurmountable lead, only because I do think that L.A. will be good at home the next couple. Uh, but then it's going to come down to that pivotal Game 5, whether that's a closeout game for Denver or whether it's uh, a game for where the Lakers can maybe steal home court. Uh, so that, that's how I think it's going to go down. Tonight, Boston trying to avoid... Going down 0-2. Miami did it. They went into the garden. They stole game one. My Jimmy Butler argument keeps getting better, man. Jimmy Buckets is just going crazy. Uh, where are we at tonight? I mean, th- this one, Celtics got to have it tonight, right? Celtics got to have it. But I, there's, Jimmy Butler's on a mission right now. Bro. It's like, what you know, dog. straight road dog. I mean, he... he, he he completely took over the game in the second half of, oh. uh, of game one. There's this great scene in the original Blues Brothers, Jane, uh, John Belushi and and and, and, uh, and Dan Aykroyd. And Jake looks at Elroy and they talking to the guys and he goes, we're on a mission from God. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of what Jimmy Buckets is like. Sure. Playing like, I'm on a mission from God. Like, this is this is it. I'm going out. I'm biting everything that, that that's being put in front of me. I'm not going to be denied. He is, I have not seen a Heat team play this cohesively and with such a sense of urgency since the big three known as um, 
LeBron and and the ostrich. You know who I'm talking Chris about, Bosch. Chris Bosh. <laughs> oh, ostrich. <laughs> tell me you don't look like an ostrich. Oh my gosh, what's your other one? Tell, El, tell El me. Grande El Gato. What was it? What'd you call? El Gato Grande, El the Gato big cat, baby. That's, that's Let's go. Kitchen's new nickname and noodle neck for old, you know, Matty Ice. You know, I got to yeah, slip one Matt of those Ryan in. Finally retired. He's he's getting into coaching, I think, or something. I saw some sort of headline. Well, all all I le- thought was lasagna noodle neck. Lasagna noodle neck. You can't leave it in the collinger too long. Got to get rid of them. Next, thanks to everybody for. Uh, riding with us throughout this Friday. Thanks to uh, all the caffeine from Orange County. It <laughs> certainly made today uh, a blast and then some. Uh, thanks to Sportsbet Montana for their continued uh, coverage or their continued sponsorship, excuse me, of our NBA coverage uh, here on Nuanas now. Uh, haven't even actually looked at the total for tonight. I got burned last night, man. I thought the Nuggets were going to roll. I took the Nuggets minus six and a half. They only won by five. So, uh, you know, that's what you get. But thanks to Sportsbet Montana. You can visit them online. Check out all the locations online. You can also uh, download the Sportsbet Montana app to stay up to date with all of the uh, various lines. Uh, happy weekend. Hope you're having uh, some good plans coming up. Hopefully we get a, something some rain, some wind, anything to get the sn- smoke out of here. Anything, brother. But otherwise, uh, looks like sun on the horizon. So it should be fun. You got any big plans this weekend? Going to Texas on Sunday. That's man. right. Have you ever yeah. been to Austin? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, it's been it's been a minute. Been a minute. Yeah. Um. So I'm really interested in seeing what Missoula of the uh, Southwest looks like. <laughs> well, cool. Can't wait to hear uh, all about it. Thanks to you for coming in, man. Yeah. I'll bring you back some dry rub. There you go. Fun you know, hanging out. Let's go, baby. Uh, we will be back at it tomorrow, or excuse me, on Monday. I'm not coming in tomorrow. I am absolutely not coming in tomorrow. I'm trying to golf tomorrow for sure. Hard life. <laughs> we'll be back at it on uh, Monday at 4 p.m. Uh, we'll have roundups of all sorts of different things, including state championship fields for softball, state champions for baseball, and much more. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.